Hey, Anton. Yeah, Margaret? You know what people don't talk about enough? What? How Fleece focuses on status so much in that one scene. I think you know the scene I'm talking about. When, <laughs> when she's touching herself. But has a blatant disregard for how uncomfortable Wilhelm looks in all of those pictures that she's using. Oh, that was like probably one of our long- longest cold opens ever. But, you know, it's iconic. Um <laughs> welcome to people don't talk about young royals i'm margaret my pronouns are they them and i'm anton my pronouns are he they and we're people here to discuss the show our friends are sick of hearing us talk about If that sounds like you, stick around. If your friend sent you this podcast out of a desperate attempt to get you to watch Young Royals, take this as a sign. Go watch Young Royals and then come back to this podcast. Margaret, what are we talking about today? Today we will be having a character discussion of Felice in Season 1, Episode 1, having decided to, as we say in this podcast, assassinate her. (laughs) (laughs) Woohoo! Woohoo! Before the episode's disclaimer, editing Anton has a cheeky little update for our listeners. The amount of released podcast material, as of publishing the previous episode, Character Assassination, August the Clueless, has now surpassed the runtime of seasons one and two of the show combined, which is the entirety of release show content at time of recording. We're not even done talking about the pilot. Holy shit. (laughs) Oh my god. And like... It's not even, like, slightly past 1 and 2. Like, we blew past 1 and 2. Damn. Uh, And a a little, like, look ahead for the listeners, because, like, there's honestly absolutely no way season 3 gets released before we surpass the length of what all three seasons are going to be combined. And so that's going to be based on a projection. Um, Yeah. Like, an estimation. If, basically, my current estimation is if, Season three is one minute longer than season one because season one is slightly longer than season two. Um, basically, if it is exactly four and a half hours, which is what about all of them kind of average out to, um, then that is going to be the estimation I use. Um, I may have a little like update if once season three comes out and we can like definitively say whether or not, but like. Just wanted to throw that out there in case listeners were wondering how that was going to work, considering how fast we got to this other milestone. Yeah, because I feel like during our last recording session is when we passed season one. Uh, a couple. A, a couple a ago. Couple um, I believe it was, you know, I can actually check. Hold on, listeners. Thank you for your patience. Uh, it was after episode four. Okay, and now we're on episode Sorry, nine. Ba- Holy damn! Yeah, yeah. Because um, episode four was our was current as of this current recording our longest episode yet. Because um, that was art of the choice. Um, oh yeah, yeah. And so with art of the choice, it that like blew season one out of the water. Um, so, but now five A through eight has gone past season two. Holy shit. <laughs> okay. Well. Yep. 
Time for uh, character assassination. Uh, but first, a disclaimer. Uh, in this discussion, we won't be summarizing the plot of the episode because we already did that. If you need or want a refresher, head back eight episodes in our feed to our most recent This Week at Halershka for a full breakdown. This episode discussion will likely be all over the place, so strap in. You have been warned. Okay, so it's not the first scene that we see Felice in, but since no. we talked about it in the cold open, yep. I think we keep into the theme of this. We gotta start yes. with that. Yep, I will I will scroll down. So the pictures that she's using of Wilhelm. Yeah. Which is also the pictures that Wilhelm looks at when he's laying alone in his room and texts his mom, Mom, can I please come home? Yeah. That's not the point. The point is, those pictures, he looks so physically uncomfortable. And the fact that she's getting, like, she's using those pictures to, like, sexually pleasure herself. Yeah. Yeah. And see, you said it's beyond the besides the point, but I think you bring up a good factor that like again, to reiterate for listeners uh who uh I mean, the August assassination would have been a whole ass week ago. So in case you've forgotten, this is our defense or like ex- explanation of why basically we dislike slash hate Felice in this episode. Um and you're I think you're touching Margaret on a point that, like, we've talked about that scene multiple times with with Wilhelm mm-hmm. in bed, um, and we talked about it as his moment of biggest vulnerability, where, like, beyond like the opening scene in, in the bathroom, uh, that those two scenes are the ones where we like see him totally alone, and it's just us who gets to experience the side of him, uh, and so as audience members, we know how Wilhelm feels about those pictures yeah and so reflecting on this episode and you you think on this scene and it just gets more and more honestly disgusting the longer you think about it for too long i don't want to go as far as to say she's getting sexual pleasure pleasure from his discomfort because that feels a little like sadistic and she's yeah. not a sadist. No, it is. I just don't I think, think she's aware. Yes. But I don't understand she... how she isn't aware. Yeah. And it's like really hard because it's like, but also not even, to be fair, they don't know each other that, that well. Yeah. But like the person who Wilhelm is currently, the only, basically only one person Wilhelm is close to, close to his brother, even realizes what the hell is going on in Wilhelm's head. Um, I mean, his parents to an extent, but I don't know how well you can understand someone and judge them at the same time. So, yeah. Um, and so I can't necessarily hold it against her for not realizing because it seems like no one's realized, but what I can hold it, hold against her, I basically wrote how much, how much more than we already have should we unpack the unhealthy fixation on just the idea of a family friend yeah like it's about status oh 100 she's attracted to but, his title not him exactly like she is at 
I wrote this in my notes because I'm, I'm borrowing your phrasing from an early episode. She's doing her thing. Um, <laughs> I forgot doing, I said that until listening to the draft that you just played of the trailer. And I heard that and then I remembered reading your notes and I was like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she's doing her thing to the Prince of Sweden. Yeah. It's not about Wilhelm. We've talked about, the, about about this about on the podcast at least once about how we cannot believe for our own sanity and for our own suspension of disbelief that they were actually like childhood friends. Yeah. Um, they knew each other in preschool and they are family friends. I think that is a very important distinction to make because it's like it it makes more sense to me how you could how she could. I mean, I know this is not usually used in the context of men, but, like, she is objectifying him. She is objectifying his status and, like, his, and, like, the privilege and prestige. Oh, 100%. comes from, like, being attracted, like, the feeling of being attracted to him, I think. Yeah. I think, yeah, she absolutely objectifies him in that she only sees the idea of him like you said yeah like he's not a person in the way that she's like quote unquote using him he's an idea he's a way to advance yeah yeah type of thing so how do you feel about going to the front of the episode let's do it so the first time we see her she is I I said that she shows Villa a friendly face, but like mm-hmm. he gives her pretty much the same fake smile as everyone else, which I think also again like speaks to the yeah. to the kind of relationship she has with Wilhelm. Um, furthering our point, um, but I think it is worth noting that in her first scene, uh, the scene is partly about her, but it's not from her perspective, right? Um, and so like taking that with a grain of salt, like. I don't want to judge her too hard for anything she does in the scene because, like, she's not the focus. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, my first question is, what does it mean to be modern nobility to you? I guess when I hear that line, because August is the one who says it. Yes. So when I hear that line, I just think, because, like, nobility used to be just, like, the upper, upper class that, like, had some influence over society yeah so the i don't know what sweden culture is like the way that this show portrays its upper class is that they still have influence over society and so that's kind of how i see it like her family is so wealthy that yeah i think it is quite likely that um at least that the Erin Krona side, like her father's side. Presumably mm-hmm. she got her father's name. I don't think the Erin Kronas are titled. Um, yeah. I, like, this is kind of based on information that we know that, like, the the audience who was, who, who, an audience who has only seen this episode might not. But I think calling her modern nobility 
makes me think of the transition that has not been totally completed in Sweden, but like is clearly a thing with, especially with considering how many sons of CEOs go to Hilerska that like Mm -hmm. there's been this blending of the capitalist upper class and the feudal upper class where it's like the sons of noblemen are and and the the children of of noblemen are going to school with the children of of fortune 500 CEOs. Um, Yes. And so the modern part of that, I think, tells me that, like, she comes from a very wealthy fortune, but I don't yeah. think her family are noble. At least not going yeah, too far. At least not going too far back. And that kind of ties into the line that Felice has when she's talking to Maddie, when it's like, uh, she's having that talk about status and mm-hmm. the royal family and yeah she's like well august's kids won't be princes and princesses yeah and like it's not to say that i that a a, da- a daughter of no of of noble of nobles wouldn't still want to marry into the royal family as yeah. badly but it adds some depth to and so it's i add i think further understanding for me of who she is if she does not mm-hmm. come from a titled family. Yeah. Because that means that she has no chance of being at all in line for the throne naturally. Right. Um, and so the only way to break through what you in a past episode described as kind of kind of noting that this isn't how the term is usually used, but you noted as a glass ceiling of like that that space between the royal family mm-hmm. and the rest of Hilerska. Um mm-hmm. Felice's only way to break into that would be to marry into the royal family. And so on some level, like her comments that she makes with Maddie, which we'll get to later, like are they are understandable. Like they're practical. Yeah. Like they're, they're, she's being pragmatic. That's the that's the word mm-hmm. I'm looking for. Like, okay, a small detail well, going back to the beginning of the episode. Um, because I didn't notice it when we were doing our notes for Art of the Frame, but I have to point it out. Yeah, let's have it. After Felice gets introduced, like, I think after, right after the modern nobility line, the camera doesn't, like, camera, like, starts on her, but doesn't hold on her at all, and then just moves directly to Simon before he starts singing. <laughs> Wait, really? Yes. Like, we start centered on her, and then the center just shifts to Simon. Oh, that's really funny because that scene is like totally from Wilhelm's perspective. Yeah. <laughs> oh hell yeah! Like 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 I'm not even kidding. Like the camera doesn't move. Like it just like starts on Felice, but just immediately starts moving. Like the, the camera oh, doesn't say so still. Good. Like, yeah, I'm just I just need to do that. Um, Man, I can't believe we missed that for Art of the Frame. Yeah. Uh, that's why. But that's part of what character episodes are for: is to like with this narrower focus, like. Talking the stuff we didn't get to in previous episodes. Um, Mm -hmm. But I will say, uh, uh, starting with this episode and then going into future character episodes that listeners will hear in a few weeks, like, I started realizing that when you focus on other characters that the scene isn't guiding you to look at, Mm -hmm. it's really interesting what a different and more layered version of the show you start getting because like oh yeah taking special note of felice in the choir scene like 
she is radiant. She is beautiful in this scene. Mm -hmm. But she also blends in. Yeah. Like, even when Vincent is heckling Simon, her face barely changes. She is letting this happen. Uh, And this might be a slight reach, but I feel like this is, like, this shows me immediately that, like, she is someone with a desire to conform, which we've already yeah. talked. We've already talked about that. But like from mm-hmm. the first scene in which she is at, in which she is visibly seen, I feel like I can tell um, yeah. that she is part of the crowd, which I think is part of the reason also why, like, although Wilhelm recognizes her, his gaze immediately shifts to the person who stands out. Yeah, in this scene, we see that at least Felisa is, like, at a minimum very complicit in what happens at Hilarska. Yeah. And is, yeah, like you said, definitely trying to conform. And I do think it's fascinating to me that Wilhelm's, like, focus immediately shifts to Simon, even though... Because she fills up the entire frame when she gets introduced. Like, she's introduced with all of the, like circumstance like pomp and circumstance of a character like honestly of a love interest like she is framed as a love interest right up and right up until august calls her modern modern nobility yeah which okay this is episode exclusively about felice and so i don't want to make it all about wilhelm's perception of felice but like (laughs) i think in not understanding how wilhelm is thinking of felice and comparing that to how she is thinking of Felice, I think, for me, really colors how I view her mm-hmm. in this episode. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, that's really valid. Yeah. Which I will which I will get to. I mean, as I have for all the previous character episodes, I do have a little conclusion where I summarize every, about all my feelings on Felice, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Do you want to you, you take point in the next one? Next scene? Sure. Okay, so the the next scene we see Felisa, and I believe is the horse scene when they're in the stables. Mm. I believe that's the next time we see her. And yeah. she's just, like, getting really frustrated on the horse, which, first of all, if you ride horses and you get frustrated at your horse, it's only going to get worse. Um, this is where mm, Margaret... Horse girl. <laughs> again, yeah, Margaret reveals they were, her, they were a horse girl. I was wondering when we get when we got to it. Of course, it was the Felice episode. Horse girl, I'm proud. Um, <laughs> I, I see you dying over there. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, horse girl. Yeah. Uh, so she takes all of this frustration <laughs> that she has towards her horse and immediately like transfers it onto Sarah for no apparent reason other than the fact that when Sarah gets on the horse, they calmly walk away and are just like fine. Yeah. And the only like saving grace I have of Felice so far is that she does appear to feel remorse for taking her frustration out on Sarah once Sarah leaves. Yes, I agree with all of that. Like, my first note, um, which, to be fair, like, I 
need to call myself out here. There are some list the reasons that I am listing for why I don't like Felice that hit a little too close to home. Um, so <laughs> the first note I have is she's not good at everything. So what? <laughs> like that is what is feel like is happening because yeah. like with the reputation that has already been established for us as the audience of Felice, the mm-hmm. fact that like she is getting frustrated at like not being good at something like it immediately has me questioning why is Felice so bothered? Like, yeah, what is going on here? Like she is like distraught, like oh, to use mm-hmm. the point of like just, experiencing literal like distress and anxiety over the fact that her horse doesn't like her yeah (laughs) she gets a lot of pressure from this facade that she puts up on social media no yeah i have to agree like it it's like we see from the front that she's trying to put like she wants everyone to think of her as perfect for whatever reasons they're unclear um but I can't help but thinking those are the same reasons that, like, she's, like, short with Sarah yeah. for basically no reason. Yeah. Like, she literally grabs the brushes from her hands. And, like, as we've said before, yeah. like, she treats her like a servant. She does. If somebody was grooming my horse and I didn't like the horse, I'd be like, go for it. But I feel like Felice needs to have, like, control over this situation that she doesn't feel like she has during the lesson yeah and it causes her to be very rude it does um but again i do have the note the thing that you ended your kind of little brief on the scene on like which is like she leans mm-hmm. her head against Rousseau in yeah. like obvious regret um and it's the one thing that saves that in the scene and i think that's save the scene for me which like i think mm-hmm. is a theme throughout um the one thing that saves this episode, this like episode for me and like doesn't make me hate Felice as much as I hate August is, as we've said time again and again, she shows remorse. Like she has a level of self-awareness that like we literally called August, August the clueless last episode. Like it, yeah. Felice knows what she's doing. She just like, is stuck seems to be stuck in some bad cycles that like I can't stand right now. Yeah. I'm fully with you. Okay. I think we talked a fair bit about the scene with Felice and Maddie uh in Love Among Royals. Um mm-hmm. which would be the next scene up. Um so I don't I don't want to belabor our points too much, but I think this this is that is when we get like a definitive sense of like who Felice is. Like, like we've we've been like we've we've been being shown, not told, and this is our, our only really only real bit of telling, even though it's very very it's still very implied. Like, mm-hmm. she posts a completely fake post on social media that gets yeah. a hard eyes from Wilhelm, and like I believe that that's that comes at the comes comes at the end of the scene, right? I'm pretty sure. I can never remember. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, because it's after Maddie leaves, um, because it because we just cut straight to her doing her thing Mm -hmm. uh and so like you start getting an explanation but from watching so many reactors like 
meet Fleece for the first time and hear that explanation, basically not a single one of them, like, turns or, like, changes their opinion on her based on that. Like, if anything, it just, like, yeah. more definitively, like, paints her as, if not a direct villain, like, someone who you're not really meant to like or root for in this episode. Right. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, and I guess to be fair, I I feel like I keep doing this, um, and and like kind of almost using what I'm arguing is like the show's framing as like a reason for why we rank characters as, as a certain thing. Like I think there are definitely going going to be times, especially like in the future, where like we don't rank a character exactly where the show is pointing us. Like this is this is our opinion, but I think pointing at the show's framing does help me like. Mm-hmm. indicate that i'm on the right track here and that i'm not missing something yeah um and so i basically lo- i i grouped all the party scenes together um uh because i didn't have that much um uh i mean i'm mostly repeating myself here but like that line that i've talked about multiple times of like her hair needing to be straight yeah i think that was the first sign to me in the episode, or like at least first clear sign that like she doesn't necessarily. This isn't an i. This is this is an internalized ideology, but it isn't mm-hmm. an ideology that is hers alone. Right. Um. Like I like I wrote down like she has pressure from somewhere. Like. Yeah. Like that she did not deliver that line in a way that makes it sound like that is a thing that she she wholeheartedly wants to believe that like her hair has to be straight and she yes and we don't know like it's that is an ideology that is pushed by society and we don't know if that is purely coming to her from what beauty standards are in society and what she yes feels that specifically let's like or if it's coming out like for for or for a woman of color um like there's Yes, there's yes, an expectation yes, yes. that women of color still adhere to Eurocentric uh, beauty standards, which includes uh, yes. having hair, straight hair. Yeah. Um, and it's not clear whether that comes from a specific person or society at large, but it is clear from the way she delivers that line that it is not her own yeah. words. She is parroting that back. She may have internalized yeah. it, but it didn't start no. from her. Um, and to kind of, kind of conclude this, the whole, all, all these, this, my section on like little, like, uh, like the moments from this episode that are from, from police is that like, I can sympathize with her, especially in this scene, but that still doesn't change the fact that her perfectionism makes her, makes her treat other people poorly. Yeah. I agree Like seriously that. poorly. Like. She isn't mm-hmm. August levels bad, but like she approaches it at certain points with the level of cruelty that yeah yeah I would agree with that. Do you have anything more to say about the party scene with her? Um, this is also the the point where she starts to come around on Sarah. Yeah. Which I think is interesting, and I don't know whether she does that just because she is drunk, or if she does it because um, she sees that Sarah is still nice to her, 
even after the shit that she has said to her. Yeah. Um, we've we've talked about this know. in we talked about this in Love Among Royals, but like I think, like, yeah. I talked about Sarah like confronting Felice with an ideology um, that she hasn't mm-hmm. been exposed to before. Um, but I think also just generally like she, I will I probably I think I if I remember right I have something about this in Sarah's uh, character episode which spoilers for what we're, what we're going to tell you at the end of this episode that is coming next um uh in the cycle but um i think it is a matter of sarah is talking to her the way they know the way that no one else has talked to her mm-hmm. and fleece is actually responding to that not with defensiveness but like you realize that it's something that she kind of needed to hear, but no one felt like it was their place to say anything. Yeah. Or they're also bought into the ideology that they don't question it either. That's also possible. I think it's a mixture of both. Yeah. I think there are some people there, like I, I don't think everyone that. at Hilershka is as bad at Felice as bad as bad as Felice in terms of her perfectionism. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think a lot of them would have grown up with her for long enough or known her just long enough to be like, or either not known her long enough or known her too long for this to either just be like who Felice is as a person to them. Or mm-hmm. I've, or in the case of Maddie, they've probably only known each other a month and like, yeah, who are you going to, how, how much are you going to actually confront your roommate of a month about stuff like that? Right. You're, you're not. not. You're not. The answer is you're not. Um uh, Yeah. Do you have any more thoughts about any specific thoughts about Felice before we conclude this out? Uh no, I think we covered all of my notes. Okay. Actually. Now, as always, I'm gonna give our defense of why we are assassinating Felice. And you tell me if I missed anything. Alrighty. I will note that now I'm pulling out the Eng- the English ma- English major vocab, but this is just how my brain works. So please bear with me, listeners. I try to include synonyms so that I am understood. <laughs> this is a character assassination in the aggregate, which means like when we average out all of Felice- Felice's scenes in this episode, I do not like her. I have far more sympathy for her than I do for August, um, especially by the end of the episode, because we understand her better. But one kind act does not erase presumably an entire month of taking her frustrations out on Sarah and possibly a lifetime of a weird obsession with Wilhelm that is simply not a good look. (laughs) And to be clear, I do find her taking her frustrations out on Sarah and being cruel to people for her own for her own bullshit um, to be like probably worse than obsessing over Wilhelm. Like it's arguable, um, but like both of these contribute in almost equal measure to like me just disliking her on the whole in this episode. Yeah. Anything bad? Yeah. 
No, you always <laughs> kill it with these wrap-ups. I never have anything to add. <laughs> I mean, it helps that we've discussed this so much off mic, too. Um, that, like, yeah, we some have. of these thoughts I might have gotten from you, and I just can't tell at this point. I think we just think the same things at this point. Oh, lo- yeah. We agree, agree on most of this show, uh, which... Yeah, Which, as I've do. said to Margaret off mic, either makes this the one of our best podcast pairings or a really boring one. I mean, you guys can tell this August, this episode will not be coming out until like either late July or August. So, uh, August. Mm-hmm. Sorry. No. <laughs> I will say I want to apologize to listeners uh, now that I have now re- realized that uh, our August character assassination will not come out in August. Um, but oh, like fuck. it'll come out right before August, and so it gets you prepared. Okay. Um, and also, I don't, I don't want you to yeah, be doubly yeah, yeah. cursed. I don't want, want you to be in August and also have to listen about listen to a character episode all about August. No, that's really valid. I don't want to be in August either. Sorry. <laughs> that took me a second. I, I am, I am the aloe one here, and I don't know why that took me so long. <laughs> We've lost Margaret, folks. They are dead. I crack myself up. Love when we do that. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty good, huh? Alrighty. You ready to take us, Mar- take us out, Margaret? I sure am. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to keep up to date with when we release new episodes and other pod-related announcements, you can check out our Instagram at People Don't Talk About. Our next episode will be a character standing where we'll celebrate all things Sarah in Season 1, Episode 1. So stay tuned. And with that, all that's left to say is... Let's start a revolution, baby! baby.